They know how to project the best of themselves. They exert a profound influence on others. A room lights up because they're in it. All of these qualities are discussed on these tapes, along with specific techniques that you can use immediately. Your communication skills will improve as you apply these suggestions to your everyday life. People in your life will recognize that you become more understanding and more charismatic. And the best part is that they'll be willing to give you the level of commitment that will enable you to get what you want. Let's begin with the quality of confidence. The word has several definitions. A very apt definition is to converse intimately with. In other words, if you have confidence in someone, you converse intimately with him. Taking this thought a step further, let's apply our definition to self-confidence in the sense of intimately talking with yourself. It's that internal private monologue that goes on in your mind. Follow me now because this is important. You are, in a very real sense, self-confident in everything that you do every minute that you're awake. Maybe you've heard a statement about someone and you said, they have a lot of self-confidence. But the truth is, everyone has a lot of self-confidence. There isn't a single word in the dictionary that defines lack of self-confidence. The key point to be aware of is whether you're self-confident of your ability to succeed or you're self-confident about your ability to fail. Whichever route you are pursuing, you are talking immediately to yourself about it. And this self-talk creates your self-confidence, positive or negative. If you're talking intimately to yourself about depression, then you're absolutely self-confident about being depressed. If you're talking intimately to yourself about illness, then you're absolutely self-confident about being ill. Whatever we are self-confident about is what we will experience. We might say that self-confidence creates results. Henry Ford said, If you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. Be careful of what you imagine yourself becoming. There is an abundance of scientific evidence to support the assertion that your mental picture of yourself, more than anything else, determines your achievements. The brain is like an automatic guidance system. It will steer your life toward the mental image that you enter into it. Your subconscious mind will work for you or against you. You decide by putting in self-fulfilling goals or self-defeating limitations. In computer terms, they call it GIGO, garbage in, garbage out. Or perhaps a better way of saying it is, good thoughts in, good results out. When this law is understood and applied, dynamic changes can take place. The good news is that the unwanted, unworkable habits and behavior patterns can be altered. This can be achieved by creating a positive self-confidence through a positive self-image. There are four outstanding qualities of a self-confident persuader. The first is imagination. You must imagine yourself as the person that you want to become taking your mind off the way you are right now. The second quality is commitments and can be summed up by this statement. I will until. How long does it take a baby to commit himself to learn to walk? Until he does. How long shall we commit ourselves to our goals? Until we reach them. There's a tremendous amount of energy that's available for you to use. Simply give up asking yourself, will I or won't I? Can I or can't I? Know that you can.
and you will, until. This is an unconditional, non-negotiable commitment. Nothing can stop the power of a totally committed person. So first you imagine, then you commit. The third step is affirmation. Affirm that you will succeed. It helps to verbalize your positive thinking, your self-talk. This will raise your self-confidence and thus cause others to believe in your eventual success. Now an amazing thing happens. As other people start believing in you, they'll want to help you. This adds even more to your self-confidence in succeeding. How often have you heard, nothing succeeds like success? Well, now you know why that's so. The fourth quality is persistence. Never give up. This is one of my favorites. Patience and persistence are the key to achieving anything. Make a decision that defeat and failure are not even worth your attention. Negative thoughts are picked up from a variety of sources. Perhaps you have an inferiority complex because you did poorly in school. Maybe you've decided that you're not very bright. Don't believe it. You may have had a poor teacher. Harvard psychologist Robert Rosenthal wondered if some children perform poorly in school because their teachers expected them to. If that's so, Rosenthal surmised, then raising the teacher's expectation should raise the children's performance. He put together a plan to try his theory in real classrooms. The students in kindergarten through fifth grade at a cooperating school were given a new test of learning ability. The following September, after the tests were graded, the teachers were given the names of five or six children who were identified as spurters, those who possessed exceptional learning ability. What the teachers didn't know was that the names had been chosen on a random basis even before the tests were given. The difference between those chosen and the rest of the students existed only in the minds of the teachers. The same test was given at the end of the school year. It showed that the spurters had actually soared far ahead of the other children. They gained as many as 15 to 27 IQ points. The teachers described the children as being happier, more curious and affectionate, and as having a better chance to be successful in later life. Obviously, the only change had been one of attitudes. Because the teachers expected more of the children, they came to expect more of themselves. Rosenthal said that the explanation probably lies in the subtle interactions between the teachers and the pupils. Even though a teacher may be unaware of the unconscious signals that they're sending, tone of voice, facial expressions, touch, and posture, all communicate expectations. Such communication may very well help a child by changing his perception of himself. Remember, Goethe said, treat people as if they were what they ought to be, and you help them to become what they're capable of being. This is also true of what you say and think about yourself. Whenever the attention is centered on us, we're apt to become uneasy or self-conscious. Being the focus of attention tends to be unnerving. When you're conscious of the self, you tend to focus your self-confidence on your negative aspects. The mere fact that someone is looking on, perhaps critically, often causes you to lose your poise and become aware of your limitation. Fear creeps in. Fear is the process that you set up to protect yourself. An example of this is the talented artist who avoids pursuing his talent for fear that it will be a failure in the eyes of others. Fear causes you to say and do things you'd rather not express. 
It makes you feel awkward and uncomfortable when you'd rather be relaxed and poised. Everyone wants to get rid of fear. Wouldn't you rather walk into any situation with your head high with a feeling of assurance? Now, we're not talking about cockiness here. Confidence is the feeling of assurance about life. It's the inward knowledge that you can handle any circumstance. Cockiness or conceit is trying to convince others when you really have doubts about your own abilities. It's being insecure and whistling in the dark. Cockiness reveals a greater insecurity than just feeling self-conscious. One of the fears that causes you to doubt yourself is the fear of failure. Each person wants to succeed. Think about an athlete. Maybe he wants to succeed so much that he develops a fear of something that will happen to him and cause him to fail. This fear of failure can affect him in two ways. It may spur him on to greater achievement, but if he gives in to the fear and becomes self-confident that he will fail, his ability will surely begin to slip away. We have another fear. It's the fear of appearing ridiculous or foolish. Giving in to this fear causes many people to doubt themselves. We all want to be poised. We all want to appear self-assured. But so many little things happen in our lives that make us look ridiculous. Holding fast to confidence in your abilities and developing a good sense of humor can help you get through the most embarrassing moments. Another fear is the fear of exposing the ego to hurt. The ego is the little outer self, the personality that we've developed over the years. The word personality comes from the Latin word persona. It means mask. Personality is the mask or the facade that we present to the world, hoping that the world will think it's real. We don't want anyone looking behind the mask, only to find what we fear is a quivering, insecure person.